Welcome to another episode of the Leaders in Education podcast, the official podcast for the Charlevoix Emmett Intermediate School District, featuring voices in education. My name is Mike Haynes, and I'm the Director of Instructional Services at the Charlevoix Emmett Intermediate School District. Today, it is my pleasure to be talking with A.J. Giuliani, educator, speaker, consultant, author, podcast host, YouTuber, and founder and owner of Adaptable Learning. A.J., thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to chatting with you. Yeah, so I'd like to start by asking if you'd share a little bit about your background and the work you do. Yeah, so I uh, started out as a teacher and a coach at a high school right outside of Philadelphia called Wissahickon High School. I also worked at the middle school. I coached football and lacrosse. And I was lucky because right when they started this new program called Classrooms of the Future, Mm -hmm. I got a full set of laptops in my classroom, (laughs) and that set off everything, right? Just learning, connecting, networking, trying things out, project-based learning, all those different types of things. I jumped into an instructional coaching role uh, where first I was uh, 6 through 12, then I went K through 5, and from there became an administrator, a number of different titles, director of tech, director of innovation, director of teaching and learning. And um, along the way, I was writing about everything I was doing in my classroom, uh-huh. everything I was doing in school, and that turned into eight different books now, nice. all about agency, ownership, empowerment uh, for, for students and staff as well. Spent a lot of time now um, writing, speaking around the country, working with all different types of schools and districts, and also uh, teaching for the Graduate School of Education at University of Pennsylvania, and literacy network and just just love doing something that impacts kids because I also have five kids of my own oh, wow. <laughs> have that lens of a parent as well get to coach them and, and work with them as well so uh, that's kind of the, the short spiel of, of my story <laughs> I'm thinking the people listening to you right now are gonna wonder when you have time to eat uh, it sounds like you're a pretty busy guy <laughs> Not much with all those kids. <laughs> so as your bio would suggest, you have been recognized in an, as an expert in several areas. However, I'd like to use our time today to talk specifically about artificial intelligence or AI uh, and its implication for educators. So first, how do you think AI can be used to improve educational outcomes? Well, you know, I think the big thing with artificial intelligence is that we're already using it to some extent. Mm-hmm. right? In our our day-to-day, there's a lot of things that it's already built into. I want people to just think back to Clippy on Microsoft Word, right? You know, that was artificial intelligence, spell check, those types of things. And so I think we're already using it in our day-to-day. What I've seen so far from the tools and features that I've been using with teachers and staff, that I've been using myself as I've been, been teaching, is that... We are going from this place where it's taken a long time to do things like mm-hmm. researching, citing things, coming up with you know, ideas or prototypes. Now can be done very quickly with an AI-assisted kind of right. learning partner. Tutoring used to only be able to be done one-on-one with a human being and that takes a whole lot of time and there's not much bandwidth there and now you can have AI to do that as well. So there's many implications on the personalization level and Mm -hmm. the creative level that I think were never there before. So you mentioned a couple of AI tools that we have sort of always been there or have for at least a couple decades, but what are some examples of some tools that are uh, emerging now that are being used in education? Yeah, I think, you know, the big one is like chat GPT is being Mm -hmm. used uh, all over the place. And I think 
for ChatGPT, it's basically, you can use it to answer questions. You can use it to brainstorm. You can use it to create anything, thing writing. Mm -hmm. And then there's also tools like photo math that can do all of your math and that type of thing. Right. But to the other side, there's some great teaching tools that have come out. CuriePod is one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. uh, the way that it works is much like ChatGPT, except very education focused. You'll enter in your standards, what you're teaching, grade level of students, and you put that in there and all of a sudden it'll design a Nearpod or Pear Deck or Kahoot-like presentation you can edit. Uh, interact with students on, get instantaneous feedback from them, give them personalized feedback as well. That's a that's a big one that I like. Another one that I've been using a lot is called Diffit. And that one, you can take any assignment and put it in there and it'll change the reading level for students. It'll differentiate it automatically, <laughs> uh, as they call it. And just things that have taken teachers a really long time in the past to do, now artificial intelligence is also helping them very quickly to, to create these things. Well, you know, I, and I have to admit, I tried a little chat GPT recently and um, I, I asked it to write me a creative story and I gave it some parameters. And after about the fifth time I asked the question, I got this really great story. Uh, it wasn't formulaic, which I expected. Uh, and so with that being in mind and thinking that, you know, I could create something in a couple minutes a student could do the same. You know, what are some of the potential drawbacks of using AI in education? Yeah, I, mean, I think the big thing is we still want kids thinking and we want kids doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for a long time, we've just traditionally assessed the final results, right? Right. So right. it ends in a paper or a project or a test, and it's that final summative result. We can't do that anymore. In the same way that colleges are really going away from college admissions essay because they can be used by ChatGPT or any writer to create it, we now have to really start assessing the learning process. That's great. So yeah. I'll give you an example in math. So when PhotoMath came out, mm -hmm. basically is an app that allows you to take your cell phone, hover it over any math question, scribbled out, written, and it'll give you all the steps, different types of ways of steps, and, mm -hmm. the, and the answer. And so math teachers like, well, we can't give our homework or our assignments being, you know, do the 20, 30 questions in the book, and we'll, we'll check that for homework anymore. Right. So what a lot of people went to, and some tools like Magma Math were created, is students creating short one, two, three minute videos walking through the steps of them solving some math problems and equations, talking through their reasoning and seeing their thinking and their process, and now teachers assessing that process okay. and not the final result. We're gonna have to do the same thing in writing and a lot of the creative pursuits that ChatGPT could replace now. And so instead of just saying, hey, here's your paper, here's what it's due, I'll, here's the rubric, so, you know, we're going to have to assign different process and, mm -hmm. and honestly mm -hmm. assess the way that I think we always should have assessed writing, but a lot of times haven't. Hmm. So I'm, I'm hearing you say that actually the benefits are going to outweigh the downsides or drawbacks because it's going to underscore the importance of teaching process and critical thinking. And, right? It could. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm very much a realist. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, I'm sure both of us have been around education for long enough to know that sometimes things take a very long time to um, you know evolve. Mm-hmm. If we continue with a lot of the compliance-based practices, very traditional practices of of education and schooling, what's going to happen is kids are going to use artificial intelligence yeah. tools to do all the that work. If we shift, like some teachers and schools and lots of places already have, to do more of a inquiry-based, project-based learning, experiential learning, and we assess the, the process, then I think there could be right. huge problems. But there's a lot of systemic changes that have to happen in order for that to really come to fruition. Well, one of those uh, is the queuing up uh, for the next question. What are, what are the, your thoughts regarding the training that educators will need in order to use AI effectively in the classroom? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think the training is twofold. Number one, we have to understand what's out there and understand the implications of what that means for our practices. Mm-hmm. Right, so we just have to be aware and see it and play with it ourselves. Uh, you know, think about when a calculator came out or Google came out or Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. We had very strong reactions as an educational community to all of those things. They then just became part of our normal life. We adjusted, we used them ourselves, and education progressed and moved forward. Same thing's gonna happen with artificial intelligence. However, the big piece is if we're gonna shift from traditional practices, then we need training on that. And it's not easy for someone who's been teaching from mm-hmm. you know, a lecture or PowerPoint type slides and or teaching with you know worksheets or that type of thing and giving tests to all of a sudden shift into a project-based learning facilitator role. Mm-hmm. That's where the, the training's gonna have to come in and we're gonna have to invest a lot in making that happen at, at all levels. So it sounds like you're suggesting that really AI technology is going to disrupt or evolve or help change uh, the educational environment. I think it definitely will, um, just like some of the other things that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's there's always, you know, the other side of it where I think some people are just going to say, let's just go back to, you know, paper and pencil. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go back to doing everything by hand. Now, does that prepare kids for life outside of school? Of right. course not, because everybody right. in the business world has already started to use these tools. And artificial intelligence right now, um, Michael, is is going from, all right, I go to chat GPT to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in just a matter of a couple months, we're not going to be doing that because it's going to be embedded into Microsoft Word and Google Docs. Right. I won't need to go somewhere to use the tool. It's going to be a feature in all the tools and all the platforms that I already use. So if we can have that mindset, that there is no escaping this, that all mm-hmm. the tools currently using are going to have this as a feature, then we really have to rethink the practice um, right. of what that looks like. So yes, I think there could be a ton of benefits that come out of this. There's going to be a lot of change uh, that comes out of this. I'm not exactly sure when we're going to shift, who's going to shift first, that type of thing, mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely going to impact all of us. So if I'm listening to this conversation and I'm uh, thinking about specific needs in my classroom, how, how would you say, what are some ways that AI you think could be used to support students with different learning needs, including but not limited to those with disabilities or English learners um, or any one of a host of, of different scenarios? Yeah, so I would say that 
The first thing um, I would do as a teacher, and I always do this with teachers when I'm working with them, it's like take a, a lesson plan that you have or a unit that you have, throw it into ChatGPT, and ask for accommodations and modifications for the different um, IEP learners that you have in your classroom. Okay. It will provide magic, right? Right. Then ask it for uh, different universal design for learning, um, you know, uh, changes that you can add for it, and it will provide those as well. You can differentiate any of your assignments that you currently have. So, so take what you currently have and kind of, you know, use those tools to change mm -hmm. it and make it better for all of your students. Once you start going through that process, then you start realizing the possibilities from a teacher, sure. which is this is the best teaching partner that you could ever have because in a matter of seconds and minutes, it can do things to help your instruction, to help the needs of the learners, and to support or challenge them in what they're doing in your classroom, out of your classroom. And once I think teachers start to see that, they're like, wow, yeah. this is powerful and can be used in really, really powerful ways. That is a perfect segue, um, AJ. I, I have to admit that in preparing for this interview, I consulted ChatGPT and I asked it to write several questions I should ask an AI expert regarding AI use in education. Um, usually it's been, I spend 15, 20 minutes thinking about what questions I want to ask, you know, the, the ones, that, ones that will surface new learning for our listeners. However, this time it was more like three minutes from the time that I asked ChatGPT, modified them, and then sent them to you. And I remember your first response was, these are great questions. So I, um, you know, again, it's certainly there's a place for it and there's a place not for it, but uh, just, it just underscores what you just said that, you know, it was able, I was able to fast forward through some of the prep and, and really then augment what it gave me to, to use for good. That's, that's great. Yeah, I feel like so many people are using it for those types of things. Even like a, crafting an email, right? Or mm -hmm. responding to right. something. And, and you can't find the words you want to, it's great to just have a starting point right. that you edit, revise and that type of thing. I think about my son who struggles sometimes on a lot of writing assignments, but when he does oral presentations, he does really well. And there's lots of sure. kids like that, right? Yep. Yep. You know, how fantastic is that for him to record himself talking through something, share it into an AI and say, mm -hmm. hey, hope this makes sense in a five paragraph essay type of form. Yeah. And, and it helped them with that. And I think that's it's gonna assist in many different ways. What I don't wanna see is what, what I'm a little afraid of, right? I'm, I have both sides of the equation. I'm afraid of it taking away of a lot of the thinking and doing right. that we want our, our kids to be doing. And that's that to me is, is the big crux of this, um, is how can we make sure that kids are still thinking and they're still doing but they're using these tools in, in meaningful and relevant and authentic ways. So true. Well, our listeners are gonna have a chance to hear you in person uh, in a few months at our area-wide professional learning day. So I know we're all looking forward to, to what you're gonna share and hopefully this will be a, a bit of a teaser uh, for them. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I think you know one of the great things about talking with a group of people is sharing some real world examples that I'm gonna share some different things that are coming out, things I've seen in other schools, different places, and then resources. So, you know, make sure uh, if you're at this event, you hang around to the end because I'll be sharing out some resources for everybody, try some different things, some templates, those different types of things that I think will really help the teaching and learning in your classroom, in your school. And that's 
that's the goal is to uh, is to keep on improving that and engaging kids. So I appreciate you having me on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to talking with everyone. Well, AJ, it's it's been a pleasure talking with you. I I thank you for your leadership in education, and, and in particular helping surface the power and possibilities of AI. So thanks for having this conversation with me. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for listening to the Leaders in Education podcast. Please check out our archive for past episodes. And remember, the great thing about learning is that you never have to stop.